0: Dead. Gets past the and the there for Francis. Wilson here puts it on the deck, off the window, and one. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: ESPN with the call this past Monday night. Houston winning, but not covering against Iowa State. Iowa State covering at the very end of the game. I can't just as an aside because I didn't do the show yesterday. I was watching watching like the end of the game like on mute in bed like my wife's like falling asleep and I'm like, oh just just remain calm here because I had the over. They had like there was like eight points at the end of the first half combined and then they scored a billion points in the second half to go over. Man, that felt good. Felt good. That was, uh, that was a good game, teams. right? With, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back That's with right. Houston and Iowa State on uh, on Monday night. And in the last segment, we had Colin Wilson on. And Houston was one of the teams, Ken, that he talked about with this like three-man lineup efficiency. And uh, it goes noted to me, at least, when when you come on the air and say, I, I haven't heard that before. That, that was pretty cool. And I think it goes noted that Houston, one of the teams that we've been talking about all show, Maybe, maybe this is the year for the Cougs and Kelvin Sampson and Shed and L.J. Crier, you know, John's son, to get it done and maybe win the national championship.
0: Cham, 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 cham. <laughs> uh, what's and what's his new show? The one on NBC I don't know. with uh, Donald. But Faison, he's like bald. Right? He's like bald yeah. with like a
1: beard. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, Charlie he's Sheen's like, not yeah. in it, so I won't watch. They're like,
0: yeah, they're like. They set it up and they're like oh isn't this funny like in the trailer it's like and they're this and I'm like that's not funny <laughs> that's not funny at all like why would that be fun oh it's welcome to welcome to network sitcoms um yeah that uh that uh angle really really surprised me I I love the approach though like even if it like it happened to yield something that's really interesting which he was able to give out to everybody and talk about but just the angle of like alright, like, are there any commonalities with these things? Like, what, is there anything? And sometimes you're going to do that, and especially if there's only two teams, like, you don't know if that's actually a link or not. Like, it's just, it's two teams. Like, they're going to, what do they have in common? Well, they both have vowels in their name. Maybe like, wait, it could be anything. Like, there could be any connection. Is it a real thing or not? Um, this one, like, feels analytical enough that it, it might actually be something. And honestly, just what it speaks to, like, li- listen to what he's trying to say. Like, alright, like, these three-man combinations, like, what does that speak to? You know, like good players who are good at basketball and are good at doing stuff when they play together. Like I just, you know, it's like, well, okay, that seems pretty. That's pretty, pretty good idea. Pretty good to have some players that do that. Um, That Houston like has that many of them is probably unsurprising because they their record's incredibly formidable. Their stats are incredibly formidable. I don't think that's surprising. The fact that Iowa State has some of that is. Just interesting I guess would be the right way to put it because like what's the difference between Iowa State and Purdue and like why why are the ed three-man combinations terrible like one of those stick he's the best player in the country so there's some stuff there that's like that's kind of interesting um I'll I'll kind of augment his point with like one thing that I found that's just not like it has to be this but something that tends to be true um and the three-man combinations I guess kind of plays into it uh It's really rare to have teams make deep runs and especially win uh, that are deep, that use a lot of different players. It's actually not something that you actually, and think about how the NCAA tournament works and think about how it's different, right? Um, You know, neutral sites, sure. uh, But I would think more about like the timing of the games 75 commercial breaks. They don't, they take a team calls a timeout, they take a commercial break. If it's four, right? Yeah. How many times have we seen this at 4.03 to play? You know, team calls timeout. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Stoppage at 3.59. Well, that's the under four. Let's take another commercial break. Like, let's do it. And um, and they're, you know, reckless almost with how, with how they do those things. And, okay, like, how, what would that benefit if you were a team? Uh, it would benefit resting. Let's say you only use six players. That would really benefit you to have all this time um, to, you know, just re- recuperate and and just like play at your best all the time. The number of stoppages is just so herky-jerky all the time with these games. As you get later, it gets worse uh, in terms of how it plays out. So, it, it, you know, not that it has to be that way. Also, what do we know about teams that win? They usually have a couple NBA players. So who cares if they're 10 deep? How, how good are your best? To Colin's point, how good are your best three? I would just say, like how, like, how good are your best players? And that comes across in a couple different measurements. Ken Baum does, like, percentage of, like, points that come from the bench, bench continuity, all these kind of different, like, ways to – to look at this stuff and you do find that like really only one like deep team has ever won like a team that plays 9 10, 11 guys it's one of the North Carolina teams because like Roy would do that sometimes if he had a lot of talent he would play a lot of different players I think it was the team that beat Gonzaga it was probably pretty deep honestly just because I'm thinking about the other ones and they were all like six deep with four NBA players so it probably well they had those. the one when Marvin um,
1: Williams was the second pick in the draft so he, and was, he didn't even he start a man yeah. yeah,
0: it was a sandwich, but like, quote unquote, sixth. I mean, just, you know, because there were also a lot of other NBA players on the team. Like Tyler Hansbrough was on that team. Ty Lawson was on that team. Wayne Ellington was on that team. Uh, these guys all played in the NBA. So just, uh, I'm sure, you know, a couple of the other guys did too. So it's just kind of interesting. And so they're they're the only kind of like, quote unquote, deep team. And everybody else, it's like, they're they're shallow, I guess would be the right way to put it, because it's the opposite. Um, they play six. They play their best guys to the absolute limit. Cause their best guys are really good. And that's, I don't even know if that's like saying anything that would surprise people or that people would think about things a different way. I'll give you a team that's super deep and that plays a ton of guys that people really like. It's funny that Colin likes this team with despite the three man stuff, Auburn plays a million guys. They play they're one of the leaders in the country in terms of playing guys off the bench and playing so many different combinations. Uh, my opinion would just be tough to win that way in the tournament i'd rather have like a really small number of excellent players and i get 20 rests for them during the game than when like in the regular season when people are exhausted and you're going at you know, tuesday thursday saturday whatever you got schedule wise hostile environments and you can run out a lot of different lineups you can tire the other team out harder to do that in the ncaa tournament play thursday saturday friday sunday you get a few more days off ton of stoppages it's hard to run a team out of the gym when you uh when you do that so the bench part comes in and that, that relates to what colin was doing too
1: now tell me something can uh deep versus shallow um it seems like one of the critiques of yukon this year is that yukon is not as deep as they were last year And i think what you're going to say is that it really who, who cares basically once you get into the tournament and you've got a billion good players potentially and, and, and a coach now with, with a national championship on his resume just as like a yukon specific point
0: they're uh they're just they're interesting they're they're talented enough to win I don't think anybody who watches them I think there's no question about that um and I think there are teams that are not talented enough Iowa State would be a team like uh the three-man stuff's great maybe they make the final four maybe they make a deep run I they don't strike me at all as a winner I don't think they have enough good players to be a winner and I could be wrong about that but like I'm gonna I'm gonna approach them that way that's my opinion about them um UConn's got enough talent. Obviously, uh, they are a little like they do go pretty deep in terms. They're kind of like in between. It's a little weird. Um, it doesn't look like how champions look sometimes. In just in that way, but in, in the end, like they're gonna they're gonna fit comfortably in any test that you're gonna run. It's just uh, I said in the first hour, it's just this the specter of last year's team is just chasing them. And like, are they gonna are they gonna be worse than last year? And then I'm just gonna be out. Uh, and that's gonna. And by the way, if that happens. Because if let's say uh, let's say UConn loses a couple games here, be like Ken. What if UConn struggles down the stretch? What if they uh, what if they don't play very well? Yesterday, I basically made a point of being talking about how how many teams I didn't like and why I didn't like them. Be like, well, who would you bet then? Like, let's say UConn struggles. What are you going to bet? Purdue? Are you going to bet Houston? you Bet whatever? Um, I bet Arizona, and that would be it. Probably at this point, that would be the only other team I'd be interested in. They're just. They look perfect as a winner. I mean, they just look, I just, if Tommy Lloyd wasn't the coach and we hadn't had Princeton last year, like blind resume, here's a team, be like, I'd take them over UConn, honestly, like blind resume-wise, statistically right now. Not that if they played, Arizona would definitely win or would even be favored, but just like the look of a champion, if you want to, it sounds kind of weird, but that, that's what I mean. Um, on a sheet of paper, hey, here, here are 10, here are the 10 best teams in the country. We're not going to tell you their names. We're not going to tell you who the coaches are. But here's all your criteria, and here are the 10 teams. Arizona would be the first team I pick. Wouldn't, wouldn't even be close.
1: How would Ed Sheeran describe how Arizona looks? I
0: oh, don't know. Which one are you going for here? He's got you too many the songs. songs.
1: But you, yeah. The one that you hate, that I like.
0: Uh, what's the one that I hate? What do I hate? They look
1: perfect
0: Oh, tonight. yeah, this the ballads. <laughs> I don't like the ballads. Yeah. We like, face Princeton. Shivers. I like both of those. 215.
1: Like I'm on the, yeah, gross.
0: Here's every wedding for the last 10 years. Right, got it. Okay, I got tell yeah. you,
1: I normally yeah. hate songs like that. I, I actually really like that song from, from Edge. I mean, like, it can for the be most a part.
0: good song. But, like, so if it can't, like, you're, uh, when do you listen to music the most?
1: Um, I guess when I'm like when I'm in the car, when I'm at the flagging. gym, like when I'm in the car, I would say, yeah, when I'm in the
0: car. Well, the the gym would be really funny with this. I was gonna say if that song comes on, you don't skip, you listen to the whole thing.
1: No, I probably yeah, I probably skip. I skip I'd probably, in like, one s- note. Change the channel.
0: I could I could yeah. name that tune in one note. I skip, 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 I'd probably skip, cha- skip, skip.
1: Probably change the channel. To be to be fair, gym, you're probably right about doing,
0: that. doing like the bench, <laughs> Bench in these weights. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> A Put pound. on another plate, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a
1: good song. It is a good song. It's a good song.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, all right, you better, you better hear Nick and Ken. College basketball futures. All right. So look, uh, all these teams are kind of flawed, right? There's yep. no team that's been more flawed. Let's. I have a little story time here. Oh. Than our, than our, than our friends, the Purdue Boilermakers. I actually, I, our story begins in 1992. Which is the first year that young Nick Castos, at nine years old, and I and I remember like vividly watching Duke Kentucky with my late father, and my dad had uh, Duke in his in his office pool where he used to work in poor Washington on Long Island, and his boss had Kentucky in the regional final, and that would basically decide who won the office pool. Leitner hit the shot. I remember watching it with them, and like that was really great. My dad won the office pool. I had that year. I'm like nine years old, whatever, like just getting into college basketball really for a couple years at that point took Indiana with, with Calbert Cheney, one of the one seeds, and Indiana did not did not make the Final Four. That was my, my first experience with heartbreak in the, in the NCAA tournament. So we'll fast forward a couple years. The first year I ever won an office pool, 1994, which is the year that Arkansas uh, beat Duke in the national championship game, the Grand Hill-Duke team. And I really thought that Purdue – was going to the Final Four that year. Duke beat Purdue in the Elite Eight. And that's Calper Cheney. And that's, did Napoli just score? Yes. Put it on the board. You jerks. Yes. <laughs> Napoli interrupted yes.
0: story time. Well, <laughs> they like, interrupted what, but story did, time. Is it a
1: goal? They, they haven't put the goal on the board yet. Is he off? Yes. 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 Okay. Sorry.
0: So so back to the early Glenn, 90s.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're traveling back in time, 2024 to 94. I thought that Gene Keady... And his hairpiece and Glenn bid. To, well, i got to tell you, one of the great toupees in the history Katie? of toupees. Is that how you
0: pronounce it? Katie? Like Jean Katie? A, what
1: did I say? Katie? Yeah. Jean Katie, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, great great hairpiece. Glenn bid, b- Big Dog Robinson. I thought they were going to the Final Four. They lose to no. Duke in the Elite Eight. And that would kind of like set the stage for years of Purdue futility in the NCAA tournament. How about like 1996? People forget about this this game. Purdue is the one seed in their region. Lose to Georgia in the second round. Georgia would end up ultimately playing John Wallace and Syracuse in the game when John Wallace hit the buzzer beater as Syracuse went on to the national championship game and would lose obviously to Rick Pitino and Kentucky. They were the number one, one of the number one seeds in 1998. Lost to Stanford. And route to Stanford, making the Final Four. That's the Utah-Kentucky, that's the Tubby Smith National Championship with Kentucky. 2011, getting absolutely blitzed by VCU. 2016, going down to Chris Beard, not Texas Tech. Arkansas, Little Rock. We can go to 2021, losing to North Texas. Obviously, 2022, losing to St. Peter's. And last year, the 116 debacle against FDU. But Ken, I want to take the story to 2019. Because maybe, just maybe, like the funhouse mirror version of, of what could have happened in college basketball, what happens if Diakite does not make that shot for Virginia? If yeah. Virginia does not get that incredibly fortunate series of events at the very end of that game, you know, Virginia goes on to win the national championship. Could that have been Matt Painter, Carson Edwards, who dropped like 45 points in that game, Celtics by the way. Great. In- yeah. Celtics great. Celtics, <laughs>
0: He played a little like, bit. I always thought he, he was going to make it. Undersized guard, I guess it was, it was going to well, be he, tough uh, for him. But... Well, he got, he got, he like four,
1: because he was 40 points in a big NCAA tournament yeah. game, you'd think he could just probably at least like, score in the NBA. What happens if that game goes differently? Does Purdue take down Auburn in the national semifinal? Do they get revenge against Chris Beard and Texas Tech in the national championship game? Maybe. Purdue has run the gamut. They've lost in it. They've actually lost in every way imaginable, basically, and route to the final four. Almost all of them making it to like the cusp of getting there, and they've lost in the first round at a 116. Zach Eadie's back this year. They've got guards that can stroke it from downtown. I think this is it, man. I don't know if they're going to win the title. I think they're getting to the final four in my bracket, at least. I don't know. The price sucks to bet them, obviously. But I think I'm going to pick them to win it in my bracket. I think it's time for Purdue to exercise the demons. And we're going to be like Seabass, man, in Dumb and Dumber. making a couple Boilermakers, baby. Purdue. And maybe Houston also. But Purdue. It's time. It's time to paint the match. And maybe Houston. Ken Barkley. And maybe Tennessee.
0: And maybe UConn. And, 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 maybe, and Arizona. maybe Arizona. also maybe Arizona. Maybe
1: Arizona. Not Tennessee. Maybe all of them. Rick Barnes Rick Barnes is a bridge too far, so it's just, I'm yeah. I, I'm gonna pick Purdue to win my bracket. I won't. Like the, right. the price is stupid, but I'm yeah. I'm gonna pick Purdue.
0: Wait till the region price comes out. Be like, oh, I'm gonna bet them to win their region. What are they minus 150? Oh,
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: right. sounds great. And
1: then he guess with. Yeah. And then what are they gonna do? Lose in the first round? It's gonna right, be awesome. Exactly.
0: Per don't. Right? Yeah, oh
1: exactly. man, uh, per don't do it. well. You. Too late. I'm in.
0: Tournament history there too. Purdue just runs yeah. the, runs through the a thread that runs through the entire NCAA tournament.
1: I got. It. I still remember all these like when you're a kid. Like I remember all of these, all of these games, all of the losses, all of the wins. On the other side, we'll turn our attention to the National Hockey League, the host of the NHL on TNT. Liam McHugh joins Nick and Ken.